In ancient times, men would set aside personal comfort and strive to live a life dedicated to a higher cause. These Nazarites would resist sin, they would call others into a life of holiness, and they would let their beards grow long as they grew in virtue. In honor of these great men, each November I get together with a couple thousand men and spend a month focused on growing. Growing in community, growing in virtue, and growing out our beards. This year we launched a podcast for the Nazarite Challenge. This podcast, Bearded Virtues. My name's Tony Vicenda, and I'm excited to have myself and some of my favorite people share their reflections on cardinal virtues with you. This week, we're diving into the virtue of temperance, and I'm so excited to have Christopher West guide us in those reflections. Christopher West is the president of the Theology of the Body Institute. It is a phenomenal speaker, one of the foremost voices in understanding the theology of the body. This is day 22 of the Nazarite Challenge, and happy Thanksgiving. Hey guys, Christopher West here, president of the Theology of the Body Institute, and we are continuing our reflections on the virtue of temperance, recalling that temperance is not a downer, it is an upper, and I mean that in the sense that it directs our passions towards the ultimate true good and beautiful that we really long for. Temperance saves us from the illusion of happiness and directs our desire for happiness towards ultimate happiness. We all want to be temperate. And so we're continuing our look at this virtue through the gift of the catechism and its insight. We're looking here at catechism paragraph 1809. The line I want to zoom in on here is that temperance directs the sensitive appetites towards what is good. And I want to even add to that and say towards what is our ultimate good. And our ultimate good is heaven. Our ultimate good is ecstasy and union with God and the communion of saints forever and ever. So how does temperance do this? How does it direct our appetites towards what is good? There's a discipline involved here because our appetites are out of sync. They're out of order. Let me give you an example from my own life. I love to eat. I love it. (laughs) Food is one of the most delightful experiences of planet Earth. Have you ever pondered the absolute glory and mystery of your taste buds? These little tiny things on your tongue that bring such joy and even on occasion a little bit of rapture. Oh, my Lord. The tongue, uh, if I can give you a little aside here, tongues are astounding. If what we believe about the Eucharist is real, has it ever dawned on you, gentlemen, that your tongue is the meeting place of heaven and earth? When you receive the Eucharist and the Eucharist is on your tongue, your tongue has become the throne of the living God. This is astounding. So ultimately, that scripture verse, taste and see the goodness of the Lord, this is not just metaphor. This is a reality for us as Catholics. And this means everything we eat, if we have eyes to see, it's meant to be a little glimmer, a little sign of this eternal banquet. 
I love to eat so much that at the end of a good meal, I'm sad. Why am I sad? I'm sad because it's over. I am licking every smear of gravy off my plate until my plate is totally clean because I want every little pleasure of that food to delight me. But I know inevitably it's going to be over and I'm going to feel that sadness. What do I do in that sadness? What do I do with that sadness? It seems to me I have three choices. And you tell me which is the temperate one. Which, which one demonstrates the virtue of temperance? One would be to squash that desire in my heart, that sadness in my heart, that, that love of food and think it's bad, it's bad. No, the things of this world are, are evil. They just get me in trouble and I'm going to repress all of it. I hope you realize this is not the virtue of temperance. Okay, option number two, I'm sad at the end of a good meal. Well, I know what I can do to relieve my sadness. I'll go back for more food. Okay, well, that might be fine to get seconds. It might even be fine on occasion to get thirds, right? But if I just keep going back for more and more food, I'm a glutton. I am looking for an infinite joy in a finite pleasure, and it's never going to deliver. Temperance is neither squashing the desire of my heart, nor is it trying to satisfy the desires of my heart in disordered ways. Rather, temperance comes in and moderates the desire, directing the sensitive appetite towards what is my ultimate good. What is my ultimate good? My ultimate good is the feast that lasts forever. It's called heaven. And that sadness I feel at the end of the meal, that sadness itself is an indication that I am made for a feast that never ends. This is the good news of the gospel. There is a banquet that corresponds to the hunger I feel in my bones for a joy and a delight and a satisfaction that never ends. This is the promise of our faith. Temperance directs my hunger directs my appetites for that ultimate feast, toward that ultimate feast. And in this way, I'm not taking less pleasure in a delicious meal. I learn to take more pleasure in a delicious meal because I'm learning to take right pleasure in a delicious meal. I'm learning to recognize a delicious meal as a sign and a foreshadowing of the eternal banquet, the eternal feast, for which I am truly made. Lord, Lord, please make us men who love the virtue of temperance because we yearn for heaven and temperance directs our sensitive appetites, our hungers towards the true feast. We ask this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Christopher, for calling us to a life of virtue. To share your thoughts on today's reflection, head over to our Facebook group. You can find a link for that down in the show notes. And also to find more about Christopher's ministry, we want you to go check out theologyofthebody.com. And the link below in the show notes is actually going to take you to a set of free 
daily reflections from Christopher West if you want to dive deeper into his ministry and what he's been talking about. We also want to thank all of our sponsors for the Bearded Virtue and Nazarite Challenge, Catholic Bomb Co., Pink Salt Riot, eCatholic, and the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. For more information on their work, please check out the show notes or visit NazariteChallenge.com. The best way to help people find out about the Nazarite Challenge and Bearded Virtues is just to share the challenge page or to rate and review the show on iTunes. If you rate and review the show during this month, November, you'll get entered into a chance to win a year's worth of free products from Catholic Bomb Co. Until next time, gentlemen, stop shaving and start praying. <laughs>